It is another Saturday morning at CCU Land. Time for a wine chat with our friend from Hath. It is another Saturday morning at CCU Land. Time for a wine chat with our friend from Haskell's, Jack Farrell. Good morning, Jack, and welcome back home. Thank you, Denny. It's great to be back. It was a wonderful, wonderful trip. Um, Burgundy, and then we went to Beaujolais for a day, and I'm telling you, it, it just gets nicer and nicer each time I go. Uh, and you know what always. looked like fun? is Seeing some pictures uh, you had your family with. That had to be a great treat, too. Oh, it was a fabulous treat. All 19 of us. Wow. Uh, and it was just wonderful. Every day a little bus picked us up and took us to the various vineyards or venues where we were going to be for that day and uh, returned us to our little house. And it was just the kind of thing I... I wish for everybody. It was just a marvelous, marvelous experience. And revisiting so many old friends, you know, our business is based sort of on relationships and uh, mainly on relationships. And it's nice to see that so many of my relationships go back 50 years or more. uh, And for the family all to see that, I think, was kind of interesting, too. Great. But... Today, we're back here in Minneapolis, and I think it's finally time to get out of the house and into a big glass of refreshing hot weather wine. And today, I'm going to talk a little bit about barbecue and and wines for a barbecue. Uh, But before we do, let's talk about how to serve them. Why not consider for a minute why so many people drink beer at summer events? Well, it's refreshing, thirst-quenching. And it's easy and unfussy. Put the beer on ice, open a bottle, and drink. Easy. Well, you can do the same thing with wine. It's a beverage. Beer is a beverage, not a talking point. Wine's a talking point. But it's just as simple. And more fine wines today are packaged in screw-top bottles. So you don't really, there are literally hundreds, maybe thousands of wines that come in screw-top bottles, and some very, very high-quality ones. But when we're talking barbecue, you really don't want uh, real high-quality. You want good quality of the wine, but you don't want to break the bank paying for it. And uh, before we talk about anything else, let's talk a little bit about how to serve them. When we came back, we came back Monday night. Tuesday we were invited to a party. And they served some wine, and the wine was unfortunately not very cold. So it, it made all the difference in the world. And when they finally chilled the wine down, and by the time you had your second glass, it was nice and cold. And what a difference it made. And, you know, fortunately, a lot of people don't think you should do that, even with red wines. Well, you know, red wine should be served at cellar temperature. And that cellar temperature is about 65 degrees. And, uh, you know, when it's, uh, the thermometer is hitting almost triple digits, uh, having it at 70 degrees or 75 degrees, that's just too warm for even the red wine. So when we're talking about barbecue, uh, let's uh, chill some of those uh, wines, uh, even the red wines. You know, Beaujolais is chilled. It's wonderful. Light Chianti's, terrific when they're chilled. Uh, they all need a little chill, even if you're serving a very good wine. Uh, you'd, on a hot day, you'd want to chill it down a little bit. And uh, even the Bordelais, when you go to Bordeaux and you're invited to a barbecue, 
the wine isn't brought out till the very last minute out of the cellar, where the cellar keeps it at about 65 to 68 degrees. And so the wine is cooler. And uh, so I think that's important when you're talking about wine for your picnic fare or versus barbecue. And a barbecue is a big, bold, spicy affair as opposed to a picnic where you have lighter food and uh, things like cold chicken. And when you think about it, uh, picnics, you usually most of the food is at room temperature, whereas barbecue takes center stage. And whatever you're going to barbecue, uh, it, it's uh, you have to figure a wine that goes with it. For example, you're serving shrimp on the barbie. You might want to have a Sauvignon Blanc. And some of those Sauvignon Blancs from New Zealand are just fantastic. Uh, our Silver Beach Sauvignon Blanc is one of the best from there. And, of course, everybody knows about Kim Crawford. Uh, I even knew him very well when he was running the place. He sold out many years ago to a big conglomerate owns the wine. And while it's uh, a good wine, it, it isn't the quality when Kim Crawford made it himself. It was just a head above. When we are talking about picnic wines, too, we don't want wines that have a powerful alcohol content. So we don't want 14% Chardonnays or a big Merlot at 14% or a Cabernet or a Syrah. <coughs> the alcohol is just too high on a hot day. You, what you want to have is low-alcohol wines. And, of course, we've talked about this in the past. The Malbec grape from Argentina, which is... Uh, uh, was a blending grape from Bordeaux. You, you know, Bordeaux is the master and the inventor of blending wines. Today you can get wines from all over the world uh, that are field blend reds or just their overall red where they're mixing different grape types. <clears throat> In Bordeaux, they've been doing that since time immemorial. Uh, Bordeaux are principally Cabernet Sauvignon, uh, Merlot, then a little Malbec, etc., are mixed in with those. And they do the same with Bordeaux Whites. It's Sauvignon Blanc and Semillon, and they're mixed together, and they create very interesting wines. Well, Malbec, anyhow, is a blending grape, and no one thought very much of it, except some Argentines brought some to the Mendoza Valley 150 years ago or so and planted it, and what do you know, it discovered a new home. And so today, Malbec is more associated with South America and Argentina than it ever was with Bordeaux and the place, the other places it's made in France. But anyhow, that Malbec, in my opinion, is perhaps the best-suited wine there is for barbecue. You know, barbecue is spicy and sweet, etc., and that Malbec just seems to cut right through it. And whether it's ribs or burgers or steaks, uh, there are very few of those items that don't go very, very well with the Malbec grape. Uh, and there's some really good uh, vineyards come there. Gary Bay is owned by the Rothschild family, uh, who's famous in Bordeaux. And they bought this Gary Bay vineyard maybe 20 years ago. And they've in, uh, enhanced it tremendously and added acreage. And the wine they're producing has still stayed very, very high-quality ripe blackberries bursting with fruit. Uh, and it's not a bit heavy or hot. And again, Malbec can take a little chill. You know, think about 65 degrees serving that at that. And of course, uh, 
my all-time favorite with barbecue and often with picnics also is Beaujolais. Beaujolais is a wonderful wine. That's We talked about it last week from Beaujolais. Uh, it's gotten kind of a bad name because of Beaujolais Nouveau, uh, which is a sort of a cherry pop flavor. It's kind of fun. And I think people have forgotten that, that Nouveau Beaujolais was just a fun, easy wine. wasn't meant to be taken seriously, etc. Well, unfortunately, it was taken seriously. And, uh, and at the expense of regular Beaujolais, which are uh, wonderful wines and overlooked. And then Beaujolais, as what we call Cruz, these are towns that have given their names to Beaujolais. And I think a Bruy or a Fleury are the, the kind I would like to take to a picnic. They're light, they're fruity, again, benefit greatly from a little chill, and they're so adaptable. Beaujolais goes with so many different things. For example, salmon, my favorite is Pinot Noir, but on a real hot day, some of the best Pinot Noirs are kind of high in alcohol. Beaujolais fits the bill very nicely. It'll go very nice with grilled salmon. And also, if you're making burgers on the grill, why not try American Zinfandel? They are just absolutely, in my opinion, perfect. Again, with burgers, and uh, I've discovered a new pairing I just love. Uh, we have an Italian Cabernet called La Gondola, the Gondola. And it is, in my opinion, a burger off the grill's best friend. It's a light Cabernet, uh, not like one of those big, heavy ones you're used to from California and the Napa Valley, those big powerhouse, delicious, wonderful wine, but too big, too high in alcohol for a, a, a barbecue. And you try this La Gondola Cabernet, chill it, and my heavens, what a delight it is. It becomes the hamburger's best friend, in my opinion. And then there's other wines to think about, especially if you're doing pork. Nothing is better than a chilled Riesling. And, you know, Rieslings have gotten such a bad name uh, of late, and they really shouldn't. They're a wonderful grape type. shouldn't be overlooked. People think, oh, they're sweet, etc. Well, find a good cabinet Riesling. Uh, uh, Dr. Lucen makes a very good one. It's crisp. Nice acidity, good balance, and again, serve it very, very cold uh, to to make it very enjoyable. And we, and we talked a little bit about Sauvignon Blancs to have at a picnic. Uh, some of those are just absolutely wonderful. Uh, there's a Sauvignon Blanc from the Napa Valley called Red Autumn, and it is just terrific. In fact, if you had all the money in the world and you're cooking shrimp on the barbie, as they often do down in Australia, that red autumn Sauvignon Blanc will just fill the bill absolutely beautifully for you because it's got nice crisp acidity without overpowering at all. And all of these wines, incidentally, that we're talking about here today are very affordable. I don't think we have mentioned one wine that would be over 15 or $20. And let's not again forget white Bordeaux. I think... Uh, my favorite white Bordeaux uh, was something called Gravi Lacoste because the fellow came and worked for me many years ago, and uh, he stayed a year with us. And he's just like family, and he made his father made the best inexpensive white Bordeaux from Grave that I had ever tasted, and it's called Chateau Gravi Lacoste. And anyway, 
someone was sipping it and said, you know, this wine cries for lobster. Well, it really cries for shellfish. And while uh, that red autumn I mentioned is good with shrimp on the barbie, a good Bordeaux Blanc with shrimp or lobster or any shellfish, and you can cook any shellfish on the grill very easily. In fact, it's amazing the things you can cook on the grill. You know, try rubbing bananas with honey or a half a peach with honey and put it on the grill and put a scoop of ice cream on the top of it, and you'll have a treat that you just can't believe how good it is. Just a half a peach, cut it in half, cover it with a little honey, put that cut side down on the grill, that let that honey caramelize a little bit, take it off, put it in a dish, and a scoop of vanilla ice cream on the top. My heavens, you got a dessert that would rival the finest three-star restaurant in the world. And uh, it will not break the bank, and it's an easy thing. Most people don't think about uh, grilling dessert on uh, using the grill for gr- desserts. Another one is to take a slice of pineapple and do the very same thing. A little honey, let it caramelize. With the pineapple, I cook both sides of it. And then put a little scoop of uh, rum raisin ice cream on top of that pineapple. And what a treat you have there. And I haven't mentioned sparkling wines because, frankly, they're kind of fussy and formal, etc. They go with everything. So you have to really honestly consider sparkling wines for your uh, barbecue. But they shouldn't take main place, and that's the reason I have omitted them. But incidentally, uh, Ted Farrell has put together another one of these fabulous six for sixty, six wines for sixty dollars uh, that specialize in barbecue, and they are just wonderful. One is that Red Autumn Sauvignon Blanc I talked about goes so well with shrimp on the barbie. The other Indigo Eye Sauvignon Blanc has a crisp acidity, nice balance. Would be very very good with any kind of seafood or fish cooked on the grill. A great one with roast chicken is Chateauville. It's a little red coat to run against, serve it chilled with that roast chicken. And he put in there that La Gondola, La Gondola Cabernet, which is, my opinion, the hamburger's best friend, served chilled with the hamburger, delicious. And he put in two Zinfandels, one uh, Massi Antico, which is uh, Primitivo, which is really Zinfandel's forebearer in... Uh, Italy, and then he did Windstorm Zinfandel from California, and it's an absolute must with barbecue ribs. Excellent. Well, I tell you what, you can find all that and a lot of help at any one of the Haskell's locations. Indeed. The folks at Haskell's love to talk about wine. They love to pair wines, whether we're talking about pairing it with a barbecue or a picnic or just meatloaf at home at night. Uh, Haskell's is the one, are the wine people. There's a Haskell's near you in Bloomington, Excelsior, Faribault, Maple Grove Supercellar. There's a Haskell's in downtown Minneapolis with lots of free parking. Haskell's near you in Bloomington, Excelsior, Faribault, Maple Grove Supercellar. There's a Haskell's in downtown Minneapolis with lots of free parking on Saturday and Sunday. Haskell's at Ridgedale, Plymouth, St. Paul's Island Village, Stillwater, White Bear Lake, and Woodbury, too. And if you can't come into Haskell's, go to Haskell's.com. Excellent. Jack, welcome back, and uh, let's talk next week. You know, Denny, I'm going to look forward to that. Jack Farrell from Haskell's.